Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 6, Episode 13, the show where Woody shows up, in which Frasier is reunited with an old, slightly dim friend. Uh, Kay, Kay, this is a really kind of hard question to answer candidly. Yeah. Is there an old friend you'd like to reconnect with? <laughs> I'm going to start playing some Lonely Hearts music. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When you said reconnect with an old, slightly dim friend, I thought you were going to look at me and say, and we've done it, Mark. We've got you back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, who is it? Because I, I don't really see anyone from school other than you. So most of our mates from school I'd like to reconnect with. That's true. Give give an individual a shout out. and I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that back to them and just make All their right. weekend. I'm going to go. Jake Cleggorn. Jake Cleggorn. I miss Cleggers. Yeah, Cleggs is the best. I was messaging Cleggs last night. I was like, you've got to come over in the Easter holidays for, yeah. you know, for some food and drink. And he's like, hell yeah. Um, so listeners, we love the Cleggmeister. Um, anyone else? Anyone else beyond school? Is there any, any old former colleagues or, I don't know, um, someone who made a big impact in your life for a short time and then they parted ways? Um... <laughs> Never to see each other again. <laughs> it really sounds very Casablanca, doesn't it? <laughs> um, You'll always have Paris, Kay. <laughs> I suppose there was a guy I used to work with called John Dwyer, who was my one of my first bosses, and he's just a really sound bloke. Like he's the most chill boss you can imagine. Mm. Um, I'd happily go for a beer with him if I ran into him. I think he's currently on like a cruise going around the world because he's retired and oh, living okay. like. Um, He's definitely but, listening to this pod on the cruise. Oh, absolutely. You know, what yeah. else is he doing on a There's Saturday nothing night? else to do on a cruise than listen to <laughs> Frasier podcasts. So. Uh, listeners, is there a story of an old friend uh, that you wanted to connect with uh, and did? And I'd, I'd, I'd probably like to hear about a positive encounter, but I'd also like to hear similar ones to this episode in which it probably didn't go to plan. Um, I've got a nice one quickly. Uh, this is going to mean nothing to listeners, but it will mean something to Key. Um, I met up with over Christmas Connor Cooper. I saw this. You were at New Street and you took a photo together. We were, and we hadn't seen each other in probably a decade. Um, I'm no, going to be honest. More than if that, you, actually. If you hadn't said Connor Cooper in your like Instagram message or whatever it was, I would not have recognised Connor Cooper. Yeah. He, he did, looks different. He does look different. Um, And it was just, it was lovely. We kind of picked up where we left off, just caught up, uh, grabbed some food, grabbed a coffee, walked around the German market a little bit. Um, Just really nice stuff. Um, very, very sweet, very, very it romantic. Was, it was very nice, and I just think I don't really do that sort of thing. And I think you know what? Take a leap. It's a leap year. It's a leap month. And know, I mean, actually, and bows. very good timing for this. A mate of mine, I did the LPC, the legal practice course with, mm. um, has just moved back to Birmingham because he's joined a, a law firm in Birmingham, and messaged me last night to reach out and say, "Do you want to catch up?" So. There we I'll, go. I will take a leap and go and this, meet him. This is Key's formal approval <laughs> and signing off of that request. If if you're listening, legal man. Um, excellent. So shall we, Key? And it's been a while, but the bed's still warm. Do you want to tuck yourself into Trivia Corner? A little un- nervous as to why the bed is warm, but yes, that's myself. <laughs> it's a heated blanket. I've not had any other company over. Uh, no, Steve. Steve keeps the bed warm, and he's an excellent trivia trivia player. So let's see. How you fare after two and a half months off duty, Key? Uh, it's, uh, it's your boy. It's your boy, MK. And yes. he asks, Frasier has to turn down an invitation to two events in order to spend the first evening with Woody. What events did Nar suggest they go to? Bonus point, if you can name the headliner of the second event. Okay, so it's like the... Is it like the Ugo or Ergo or, or something like that? It's... I couldn't quite pronounce catch what he said, but it was something like the Ugo, as, in, Ugo. as in the instrument. 
Yes. It's easier than that. You know the instrument. It it's a oboe. Oboe, an oboe, oboe recital. Um, and, um oh, people just shout stuff out. Um they, they do, yeah. People yeah, were shouting shout out without putting their hands up. Oh. Jerome. Is it someone called Jerome? Jerome Kern Knight at the Mayflower. Oh, very good. A nightcap at the piano bar at the Mayflower Hotel. Yeah. Uh, and it's Jerome Kerner. Just, I want that life for you and I. I want us to be rich in the city and say, should we go to the piano bar at the Mayflower? And we're there sipping a whiskey. And Jerome Kern comes on and you start shouting out requests without putting your hand up and we get kicked out. That's what I want. Yeah. Me just shouting, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> come on, on, come over. on. Hey, big spender. <laughs> um, what is Gil's drink of choice at the karaoke bar? Oh, God. Going to be honest, I've never heard of this drink, which probably says a lot about my lack of good times on a night out. Okay. I'm not going to hurt it out. It's going to be some fancy cocktail. Mm. I, oh, da, da, da. I've got no idea. Um uh, it's a hard one. An old fashioned. It's a Kerr Royale. Have you, have you heard of one of those? I have not heard of those. I mean, and you you drink in fancy establishments, so if you've not heard of it, no one has. I mean, yeah, I drink. I drink in fancy establishments, but I'm not drinking fancy drinks. No, um, you just like, uh, can I have some you, tap water, please. Have can have a John Smiths, please. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of the earth. Uh, when Woody comes by to tell Fraser he's leaving, Fraser mm. is fearful that Woody has an activity planned for him. What is it? Oh, um, this is not going well, is it? This is like a very like. It, it's have, have you ever seen? Well, I was going to say, have you have you ever seen a plane crash? It's like a plane crashing. Uh, I, I have, unfortunately, Kay. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking such a traumatic question at twenty two minutes past nine in the morning. <laughs> and you say that out my window, I see Birmingham Airport planes taking off with a regularity of about one every three minutes so i've got a you know pretty good but i've got the best seat in the house <laughs> this got dark very quickly it did, it did oh okay um was it like going to like a a vegetable thing wasn't it like always does he want to go pick vegetables or... it's, a, it's a moonlit berry picking expedition um I mean, berries, berries are fruits. I will not accept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does sound quite fun, actually. I mean, I don't understand why why he worries that's why they're going. I missed the joke there. Um, is it because it's a bit kind of away with the fairies? I think so. I think it's just something he really doesn't want to do. It's a little bit outdoorsy, and Fraser's not very outdoorsy. Oh, um, that's fair, yeah. That, that sort of thing, possibly. Mm. Um, trivia from Little Bobby Briscoe. What four songs are sung by Gil and Noel at the karaoke bar? And I've already given you one. Hey, Big Spender. Yes. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yes. He did... What's the others? Um, I feel pretty. Yes. Um, oh, and then there's that first one that I've not heard of. Um, I don't know the song. Fool. What What kind of fool am I? Absolutely. And I don't know that. That's the only one of the four that I don't know as a song. Likewise, actually. And it's the nicest title. Yeah. It's got a bit of a and Sinatra crooning. Exactly. It's, it feels like a ballad. It's very, yeah. it's, it's slow. It's almost a mournful song in a way for a breakup, maybe. That's I can imagine it on In the Wee Small Hours of the Morning. Yes. Um, Trivia from Noel Crane. The present Noel gives Roz. Uh, what colour is the ribbon? Red. Is it red? Green? Absol absolutely not, no. You, you absolute idiot. It's purple, Kate. Oh, it's purple. Uh, but do move it because it's blocking one of the air holes. Yes. Um, trivia from he's a goth now. What does Gil keep in his locker at the karaoke bar? Oh, Okay, he, he... This is excellent. Some great Gil writing in this episode. Uh, 
a microphone and like a, his own show jacket like a show jacket, jacket. Yeah. very very good um we've got a few more cues now from the boy down under mr ham winston what's significant about the last word spoken between fraser and woody in this episode i saw this just before i came on because i was desperately trying to write trivia it's the word cheers yes it is very beautiful very beautifully yeah. played very. uh what isn't done that's usually done at the piano bar we've talked about this putting your hand up Requests were shouted out without yeah. raising of hands. I don't know why uh, I felt the need to visually demonstrate by putting my hand I wish up. listeners could see that. Um, what's the common theme around Woody throughout the episode? That he's very dim witted and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the question a little bit more specific, the visual theme. Visual theme. Yeah. Is he wearing like a check shirt? I mean, close. I, I can't. I can't confirm whether the shirts always pattern, but he's always wearing a brown shirt and/or jacket. It seems um, is what I've got here. Um, finally, from Little Owlet in the Glen, Frasier says that during karaoke, Gil performed a haunting rendition of "I Feel Pretty." This is a popular song from which musical? That's awesome. Great question. Didn't know this, and it's got a pretty, yeah. pretty accessible answer. What does this remind you of? Listeners can't, listeners can't see me. Dancing. No. What does what, Niles is in a is in, is sitting in a in a sporting event with his headphones on, and he's doing this, and the guy goes, "What's the score?" Oh, oh, and he says, "Listeners, oh, this is just, oh. can't see me miming along." No, it's, I, I can visualise the scene. I just can't hear him say the words. Written by... Is it Stephen Sondheim? I, I feels say? like Sondheim. I think it is Sondheim. Um, or is it Bernstein? No, it's it's Burns. Oh, I, the... Oh, the it was no, the music's Bernstein. But Sondheim did help write it. Oh. Will I know it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll, come on, just name one of those famous musicals ever. Every musical has just gone out of my head. <laughs> um, We've talked about this a lot on the pod. West Side Story, mate. Oh, I was going to say West Side Story. When you said Bernstein. And West, Side West Side Story. Story. I just, crazy I, cat. I auditioned for West Side Story, and I don't remember that being in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. What role did you go for? Uh, I ended up playing a Is it Arab? I wouldn't know. <laughs> if you could have said I ended up playing Juquavius, and I'd be like, cards, oh, great. I mean, cards on the table. I got the part, and then it all got uh, it got pulled before we ever went on, and we ended up doing Christmas Carol instead because of delays, and it became Christmas time, and it said we're not doing West Side Story on 15th of December. Oh, my so, God. Um, sounds like the Merry Christmas Mrs. Moskowitz, where they're kind of hodgepodging all the different <laughs> Christmas characters into a scene. Like, oh, look, there's a character from West Side Story bringing Jesus some frankincense. Um <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, have you have you got some trivia for me? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to make it up as I go along. Um, okay, so that's good enough for me. What is the star date of this episode? The star date? Yes. As in, as in when it aired? No, no, no. The star date from Star Trek, the equivalent. What? <laughs> I don't even know what it, that means. And I've watched so, like four that, seasons of The Next Generation. I still don't know what that means. Captain's Log, star date, 2022. Um, there is a there is a title card in this episode, and it does say Captain's Log, Star Date. Oh, very clever. Um, I'm just gonna guess two four six eight one. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh three zero one two point four. Oh, I was close. <laughs> Mr. Spock informs me there is no Klingon word for feel. Feel. Um. Okay, so that is. Questionable one. Um, also, fun fact about the date this aired. This aired uh, in America originally. I think, I think it was nineteen ninety nine. I think, um, but on the fourth of February, which is tomorrow's date. Oh, so we're very we nearly love a sync up. Very nearly an anniversary of this episode. Very nice. Um, okay, who is? Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. What is Fraser's advice to the first caller on this episode? Oh, God. Um, 
Oh man, can you just give me a really cryptic clue about what their issue is? Um, to do with dress. Oh, return the dress. Uh, uh... Repair the dress. Yes. Repair the dress. Fix the do, dress. Yeah. Do you know the joke he makes? Oh, Euripides, Eumenides. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Which is, I wanted to talk about this, and I will do um, shortly. But that joke's been in my head a lot recently. It's a very I didn't good know, joke. I didn't know it was this episode because I don't love this episode. Um, and go. then, duh, duh, duh. let me just try and get one more. As you can tell, okay. What what is their pizza topping? Half pepperoni, half wrap scallion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, thank you, Key, and thank you, Trivia Masters and your cadre uh, for some lovely, lovely trivia um, and all that you do to keep that corner stocked every week. Uh, shall we get to the review, Kieran? Yeah. Can you tell me what the animation was, please? Uh, you, you can't. <laughs> Key! <laughs> I watched this on my phone on 4OD like 20 minutes ago. Um, a balloon. with a balloon. You son of a bee. <laughs> it's the signal waves coming off of the antenna, which oh. is pretty infrequently used, if you ask me, if you ask me indeed. Yeah, um, we are, you know, this is you're an authority on this point. Now. You are asking me. I yeah. am the leading authority on Frasier animations. That's yeah. obviously said with uh, tongue in cheek. Did, did uh, someone not make a whole like cross reference spreadsheet of every animation that appears on Frasier? Someone's got something like that. And also, yeah. there's a compilation on YouTube of all of them. Um, wow. Which I think would I think belongs in the Tate as a piece of installation art because I think that's incredible. Um, so there we go. Uh, Euripides, Eumenides, um, superb. Oh, it's superb so good. Superb writing. I don't even and know where you start in a writer's room. I just one. I love the joke. It's so intelligent. It works on so many levels. It's just it's phenomenal joke. But mm. I love Frazier's explanation of it afterwards. You see, it's, it's a play on the, uh, the mythological furies, and, and and it's just it's brilliant. It's just the, so the complete good. nothing that he gets back from the listener. Um, yeah, and she's like, yeah, eh? In many ways, actually, I'd have preferred probably the listener to be just, I don't know, a little bit more, not just the eh, you know what I mean? I'd I'd have liked to maybe to become a bit disgruntled, a bit annoyed at this. Yeah, like, what the hell are you going on about, Poindexter? You know, that sort of Um, thing. But no, it's so, such a good joke. So strong. So, so good. Um, And it just people sometimes like a little quick pop culture reference and Mm. insight into our lives. He mentions the mythological furies. I. I'm currently playing Hades on the Nintendo Switch. Um, Incredibly good game, rooted in, of course, Greek mythology. Um, And I guarantee there'll be someone listening who's played it. Um, So get in touch, because it's bloody good. And And Will is stuck on level 15. I am stuck, actually. Uh, It's really hard, um, and you do have to keep battling bosses, and it's really difficult, but it's great fun. Um, Which celeb are you most likely to have to keep a hundred yards away uh, really from. Well, that oh. that's not. That's <laughs> not. I'm asking you. I'm asking you to self-impose oh. a restraining order on yourself. I think if I saw Roger Federer, I would completely lose my mind. Honestly, uh, I, I'd need to smell him. Yeah, I, I think. I, he, just... I think he smells like Tuscan leather and kind of musk. And... I feel I would. I would accident. I, I'd, I'd hug him. Mm. Oh, with, with, you know, and, and without realizing, I'd just be, I'd probably just be, I'd hug him, probably just be holding his arm, sort of stroking his arm at some stage without yeah. realizing. I, he's definitely getting a restraining order against me. It's, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. I, uh, I don't know who mine would be. Um, <laughs> I mean, a Feder is a great shout. If I saw Robbie Williams, I'd love to give him a, a handshake. Oh, really? I'd love to give Robbie Williams a handshake. He might be buying Port Vale, mate. We'll go to Port Vale game. If he buys Port Vale. Just call me Mr. Vale. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say, call me a Valer. <laughs> call me a Valer. Because um, I'm going to be Valing all the time. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So there we go. A lot of celebs getting involved in, is, in sports ownership these days. Is there, for instance, I've been to see plays because there is a celebrity I like in the play. Oh, yeah. The place, not on the, like, the plot or anything like that. Just because someone I like is in it. Mm. Have, have you ever done that? Is there a celebrity you would go to see just so that you can save seeing that celebrity live in the flesh. Or I, that actor. 
I haven't actively sought it out. However, I'm going to see in the summer, Midsummer Night's Dream. Did we talk we, about this? We did, Matthew Bainton. With Matthew Bainton in. Yeah. We have talked about this, and I love Matthew Bainton. Yeah. I think he is phenomenal. Um, I also, I, I mean, in that kind of general British comedy circle, somehow, I'm also rewatching This Country, um, mm. which is incredible. And I think uh, Daisy May and Charlie Cooper, the brother and sister that make that, them too. If I met Charlie Cooper in particular, I just he is one of the great actors of comedy on the circuit at the mo. He's brilliant. So yeah, I think Matthew Bainton. He's Good just time. so brilliant. He's so charismatic, isn't he? It's, I think he's a criminally underrated comedic actor. He is. He is. Because you he look at everything he's been top. in, it's phenomenal. I mean, obviously, Ghost has just finished running and that had a huge. I need to watch that. Good. I've only watched an episode or two. I've seen the first like three or four seasons, and it's very strong. Very yeah. very strong. People love um, it. But I just, yeah, I just, you, like, I think when you talk about comed- British comedian actors, no one ever mentions Matthew Bainton, but he's, he's got to be up there. He's so good. Um, he's responsible for the best line in Peep Show, which is nice place, Mark. So many biscuits. That's a normal <laughs> night for you. Because uh, he's got a massive plate of biscuits. Uh, we've, watched, we've surely talked about this as well, so we don't have to dwell on it. To de- detectorists. Have you watched Detectorists? I've not seen de- Detectorists. No, I think oh. we mentioned it before, but I've never oh. watched it. Mackenzie Crook, Toby Jones. It's the most beautiful pee into the English countryside. It is one of the great British sitcoms of I, the last 30 years. I have seen Toby Jones live. I've, have um, you? I saw him at the Harold Pinter Theatre in London a few years ago in the birthday party. Which oh. I don't know if you ever like read or watched any of Pinder's works, but I, it's all I haven't actually, I'd like to. It's quite weird, it's quite jarring, I think, in terms of his his writing style and all that. And, that and intrigues I, me. I was not prepared for it. So if you're not prepared and you don't know what's going in, you can just sit there like, what the hell is going on? You know, but Ooh, I like um, that. It was I went for the cast. It had um Toby Jones, Stephen Mangan, uh, oh Zoe, yeah, Zoe Wanamaker. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. And then I say the it I just feel like what's going on. It's it's really say so it's quite oh. his work I think it's quite jarring. But um yeah, I just I, I he's another actor. I don't even call him underrated because I feel he's an actor everyone says is underrated. And if everyone says you're underrated, maybe you're not underrated. But mm. um yeah, I just find it incredible that like for instance the he was in the post office drama that's been on yes. I just find it incredible there was a miscarriage of justice that everyone knew about. Like this was not a new thing. Everyone's known about it for a long time. It's been a terrible injustice for a long time. They've done nothing. Toby Jones makes one drama. The longest... that TV shows, honestly, been what an absolute kind of lightning rod for yeah, it's, change. It's changed um, everything I've been on. It's crazy. It's really good stuff. But yeah, listeners, who is the celebrity you would like to keep 100 yards away from? Me and Key have basically thrown Matthew Bainton out there, um, who I think is going to be pretty unknown to most of our US listeners. Um, yeah. So but check, check him are... out. If you are a US listener and you're watching US, the US version of Ghosts, go and watch the original British version because it's yeah. very strong. Yeah, it and is. I imagine quite different as well because I know, in, like, obviously it's six or seven episodes uh, a season, whereas in the US, I know it's like it's twenty four episodes a season. So yeah, they, they must diverge very quickly in terms of the plot and and all that side of things. So yeah, give it give yeah. it a watch. Absolutely. Uh, knock, knock. It's Noel. Set your phases on stunning. Oh, I love this line. That's this a real line. line. Honestly, some great lines in this episode, which I think yeah. is relatively forgettable. I do tend to hate the Cheers episodes, I'll be I, honest. I just, they, they just feel like, generally speaking, shoehorned in cameos that go on too long. I feel like, yeah, I, I see this coming in the, in the, in the, in the road to episodes. I think, oh, yeah. this is a 22 minute roadblock before i get to like three yeah. valentines which is what's next and um, nothing really happens in this episode it, no yeah you know, there is no real substance to it um but you do get as i did so overlooked a couple of really good lines i mean what do you what do you think of noel as a character generally do you like noel do you dislike noel what are your thoughts on him i i, I really like him polarizing I, yeah i really like him and i like him in pretty much any scene he's in yeah but the way Patrick Kerr, who I think is great, the way Patrick Kerr plays him, mm. sometimes it comes across as like he can't act him very well. Um, yeah. But then is that just because Noel is meant to be so awkward? I think sometimes I'm giving the benefit of the doubt a bit. And maybe, whereas like Edward Hibbert as Gil, like the, the performance is always absolutely just insane. Um, and Gil is a character that, frankly, I wish was in nearly every episode. Like Gil should have been Bulldog. Um you know, for me, Gil was amazing. 
But I like Noel. Are you less warm to Noel? I just think Noel is like cinnamon. You need to use it sparingly. Too mm. much. It's a mistake. Yeah. You, know, you just want a little dash You're choking. of Noel. Yeah. A little dash of Noel. A little dash of Noel. On your gingerbread cookies. Like, for instance, the line, send your phasers to stunning, is is a great line, and I love it. But if you had a, you know, 20 minutes of Noel, it's not going to be a good episode. I don't know. Noel, Noel. (laughs) Um, What is in the gift? It's alive. Any guesses? I I think it's like a hamster or something like that. Possibly. He does say, it reminds me of you. I think it's a gecko. Oh, I've got nothing to go on except that (laughs) lizards have previous in the KACL booth. That is true. Um, So uh, (laughs) maybe maybe that one stuck around, made love to another (laughs) lizard. And there's a little litter of lizards somewhere in the store cupboards. I don't know. I do love the fact that you are. Are you comparing Perry Gilpin to a gecko? I'm not. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not at all. Uh, but she seems like maybe she likes to, you know, sunbathe in the sun, like like a like a lizard does. Sunbathe in the sun. We had to clarify. <laughs> hey, you can moonbathe uh, if the moon's well, real, real bright. Berries, yes. <laughs> um, Eddie has lost the sparkle in his eyes back at 1901. Um, I don't really know what the storyline's about. Right, I don't understand it at all. I, this, this whole bit is just a bit weird. Like, it's an unnecessary line. It's only whole... to set up the fact that, oh, Martin's got dementia, yeah, according which, to Woody. But it's it's a really weird thing because it's not it's not paid for laughs and it's not committed to as a joke. Mm. It's just Woody going, my dad's getting bad too. And then, then the bit about him going, oh, he's got good days and bad days, doesn't he? And that's it. That's, but it's said, it's said very deadpan as well. So they, they don't play on it for comedy, really. Yeah. So it's just a really weird bit that just doesn't add anything, I don't think. It, it's really odd. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, let's move on from Eddie and the loss of his eyes. Um, well, the sparkle in his eyes, he's still got his eyes. Um, an oboe recital. I am going to go out on a limb here. I don't actually know what... I'm, if you played me a, a, a five instruments now, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one the oboe was making. I, I imagine, because it's a... Brass instrument or wind? I thought wood, it was wood, woodwind. Okay. Um, um, I imagine oboe very, is woodwind. I imagine it's very deep. Yeah, I'm imagining a bassy, bassy vibe. Yeah. Um, it's not as big as I thought it was. I thought an oboe was a big old beast. But... I was thinking of it like a similar size to a cello. Oh no, no! It, it looks it. like a massive flute. Oh, right, that is not what I. Or a massive clarinet, rather. Oh, that is not what I thought an oboe was. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to an oboe later, and I'm gonna. What does an oboe sound like? There you go. There's the video I need. I've got that queued up for later. Is oboe the hardest instrument to play? It Ooh. is one of the more difficult woodwind instruments. I have a colleague who plays the oboe, and she's got a, uh-huh. a, a concert recital today, so I hope it goes well. Um, there you go. You're not going in support. Of... I'm not. No. <laughs> um, I love the saxophone. Oh no. <laughs> what? No, that was just me trying to play a play on o- o- oboe. With oh, oh, no. Very good. It wasn't uh, quite Euripides' melodies. It's not bad, though. Um, I love the saxophone. I'd love to play the sax. I'd love to play the sax. But I, don't um, think, I genuinely just don't think I've got the lung capacity to do it. I think I've got that, but I don't think I've got the, the other requisite skills. I think it's an incredibly hard instrument yeah. to play. Like but, One of the hardest to learn. I just... like In the episode of Simpsons where Lisa and Bleeding Gums are playing um, Jazzman, and just if I could do that, like every Friday night, I'd just be like, "I'm the jazz man," like bowing it out on sax. It'd be amazing. Uh, Steph would love that. At like three in the morning, she'd get woken up with Baker Street every morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Careless Whisper, isn't it? Yes, that was Careless Whisper. Yeah, that's Baker Street. That's it. Yeah. Um. Shouting out regrets about raising their hands at the Mayflower. It's chaos down at the piano bar. Uh, so do tread lightly if you're going there tonight. Um, they're doing a lot more than that. Oh, brilliant live from Woody's. Oh, they're doing a lot more than that. They're kissing cousins, I assume. Kissing cousins. What, what is not, that phrase? I, I think it's an Americanism because there's an episode of Frasier called... Is there an episode called Kissing Cousins with Zoe Deschanel in? Oh, it might be. I think um, there's... Uh, uh, but it was, says... Not like a, I remember the title. Was there not one like Kissing... There's Lizard fraternal or... schwins, and then I always think kissing cousins. 
Yeah, there is a phrase you're called kissing cousin. It's a relative well enough to be well uh, known well enough, sorry, to be greeted with a kiss. You know, like when sometimes you say, oh, they're like my cousin, but they're not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But- I, I do. I do have people in my family that are like they're not. I'm not related to them. Um, but yeah, it's a. I don't. I don't really understand why that. Needs- I, I, yeah, I don't. Phrase. I don't get it. Other than the fact that the word kissing appears, why would Niles go? Oh, are they just kissing cousins? I don't. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense in the context because they're still a relative. Because they're getting married, so why would he yeah. say they're kissing cousins? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Someone's going to. Other than the fact that it's joke, the word though. kissing and it leads on to Woody's joke, but I don't think it yeah. necessarily makes sense from Niles' perspective. Someone's going to have to. Uh, one of our loyal listeners will have to kind of riddle, 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 DD this one. Please explain the show to us, <laughs> please, because we don't know what we're doing. Uh, mail order brides. Cliff Claven ordered a mail order bride, but she went back to Bosnia. Um, I'm assuming this is a joke because in the 90s, Bosnia was a pretty awful place to be. I I think they were. There was there was a war, wasn't it? Civil oh, war. The, yeah, the civil war and a pretty um, pretty awful but, genocides, from well, what I'm aware yeah. of. Um, but Bosnia is now lovely, so, mm. so the um, joke doesn't quite play as well now. It's, well, I'm 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 planning on going to Bosnia this summer. Is my hope. Oh, um, I want to go to Croatia to go to Split and then like hop over the border to Bosnia. That's nice. Um, Are you going Split, alone or with Steph? With, or? with Steph, yeah. Um, nice. And the only because she wanted to Croatia, and I after watching Villa play Dynamo Mostar, um, was it Dynamo Zinijic? Mostar. We played Mostar. Mostar. Uh, Mostar. Um, but I thought, let's go Mostar. Like, why not? Um, why not? So, so, and it's apparently a really beautiful place. So, yeah, shout out to Bosnia. Um, shout out to Bosnia. I'm, I'm sure this podcast is going to do wonders for their tourism board. So, I, I can check our listener viewership in Bosnia in a moment um, because, you know, there's probably someone listening. Let's let's hope. Uh, can you make that half scallions, half pepperoni, please? Um, absolutely phenomenal delivery here. Um, scallion does sound like a food. It do, it does work. That, that is some kind of Italian sausage. It works. Yeah, well, Americans call. Do you know what? Do you know what a scallion is in America? No, it's a very common household veg that we have here in the UK that you would put in dishes. Um, oh. But they they call it a scallion. Have a guess. <laughs> you might have it in. I don't know. It's in a lot of Asian food, uh, like East Asian food. Cabbage? Oh, you're close. Not cabbage. It's quite nice. Quite nice as a garnish on top. Okay, you know that I don't eat veg. <laughs> yeah, how are you still alive? I don't know. I Honestly. really don't know. <laughs> I'm looking for a spring onion. Oh, you do, I do have spring because they grow in my garden. Really? Yeah, no, you get a little spring. You're onion. quite the scallion man. Um, what can I say, mate? Um, there you go. But, but just, no, you... sorry, just I just want to say for listeners, your second secret passphrase this episode. So go back and listen to the first episode to get the first one. Your second passphrase is half wrap scallions, half pepperoni. Okay, you need that as part of the three different quotations across three episodes to enter our half a million download draw. Back to you, Kay. And- and will did it have to be are they consecutive episodes or could it be any episode no 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 it's it's last episode this episode and next episode so it's not yeah. just gonna be a random episode in like three months time but... oh no that would be ridiculously unfair <laughs> um where was i yet spring onions and oh yeah they the grow- most exciting yeah. thing that happened to me this week mm. is i found a reusable re- reusable toasty bag that i can put my toasties in so i can put my toasties in a toaster rather than my toasty maker my toasty maker set on fire last friday so um sorry sorry what what is a toasty <laughs> what's a toasty bag so you make your toasty right um, when you say make a toasty so can you bread. can you just start from the beginning i've got okay. my bread right yeah. Yeah. yeah now i'm not buttering my bread because i'm out of butter so I'm okay just have what, what butter do you normally use um it's like a cheap knockoff version of lower pack nor pack yes that's the nor- one nor pack's insane however yeah. right now in my fridge guess what i've got I've got lure pack. No, it was two pound sixty in the local co-op. It was on offer, and you stuck, you stocked up, right? Well, I wanted to, but they were they were quibbling with me because they think the sign was accidentally there. Um, so they were like, "Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll honor this one." I was like, "Yeah, you will honor it. We'll honor it as an act of act of good faith." But we're not going to do <laughs> it again, okay? Right, you've got your bread. Um, yeah, so I got my bread. 
No butter because of our no. butter. You're out of butter. Put my ham on it. Then I put a little bit of cheese on. Yeah. And when I say a bit of cheese, I'm like, it's a grated cheese. And it's like five grates. Not a big cheese guy. Just a little bit of cheese. Just Jesus. To just to moisten it up. Oh. <laughs> then <laughs> put my top layer of bread on. Right? Yeah, your top layer and of I, bread. I know you're thinking, Kitty, what are you going to do, mate? Because your toasty maker set on fire. Right? I, have, I have been thinking that the whole time. <laughs> are you going to make this toasty? I mean, you've got a toaster. You could use that. But it's all going to fall apart in there. What are you going to yeah. do? Here it is. So... You get your reusable toasty bag, and what and you what? do, yeah, you just it's a little bag. Little and bag. You put, you put your uncooked toasty into toasty it. goes in the bag, yeah, and then you put the bag in the toaster. In the toaster, holds it all together, and then you take that bad boy out, and you've got yourself a toasty. And how do you clean the bag? Because presumably it's got bits of melted burnt cheese at the bottom of it. And no, no, when and... you only use five little grates of cheese, that stays in the toasty. This is not cheese that's running over the sides. No, no, no. Wow. Um, but you can wash it. Like you can just. What's it made of? Like it's surely because obviously it's not going to be plastic. It looks plasticky. So I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a sandwich bag. It looks like it's like a thick sandwich bag. Is what it looks like. Okay. Let me, let me try and find the material. But um... yeah, please. I need to know the material of your of your toasty bag. Um, not something I thought we'd be we'd be looking at this morning. I, you know what. Woody doesn't have much to offer us all. So we just... contain multitudes, okay? And if someone listens to this episode and learns how they too can toast a toasty in their toaster, then we've we've done a great thing. Honestly, I, I recommend everyone to, to try it because it will change your life, okay? I tend to, because I've heard they're nicest made in like a frying well, pan with a bit of oil. You can see that. Uh, keep, it, My... keep, keep it held. Come on. Yeah, that is not good, is it? I think it's because you've got the blurred background thing on. Oh, okay. Um, um don't worry about turning that off. Um, that's fine. But yeah, <laughs> that's I, Will very politely going, I don't care. No, no, no <laughs> send it to me on WhatsApp, please. Um It is it says materials, fabric. How incredibly <laughs> vague. <laughs> materials, atoms. Atoms coalide in such a way that they form a material. <laughs> um I was going to say, uh, I have always seen toasties apparently are made best in a frying pan um, where you kind of, of you, yeah, you fry one side and then you flip over the other side and and you're going to press down. And I don't think that all qualifies. the posh recipes, all the posh recipes do that. I don't think that qualifies a toastie. That's a grilled sandwich. Well, that's what they call them in America, oh. isn't it? A grilled cheese. Wow, I'm just... And they're not technically grilling them because yeah, they don't do it. <laughs> I, I grill cheese on toast. I'm making a grilled cheese, but I just call it cheese on toast. Yeah, there's not many meals where you just... The, the name of it is just describing the, the meal. Cheese know. on toast, beans toast. on toast. But you don't say cheese. tomato sauce on pasta. You say, you know, yeah. spag bol or whatever. Yeah. Um, hmm. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to be more like to the point with our meals and just say... I think so. Eggs, but scrambled. Scrambled. Scrambled <laughs> eggs. Um, see, I've never saw his expression. I mean, oh, yeah. When he says, uh, I'd love to have seen his expression when they're talking about the dog or, no, the ferret or some kind of animal. Yeah, the, the ferret. And he's like, <laughs> I was too busy looking at Mr. Cleaner. <laughs> Genuinely a really good line, actually, from Ready there. I never saw his expression. I was too busy looking at Mr. Cleaner. Uh, and then... They have good days and they have bad days. About uh, <laughs> Martin, um, again, kind of funny, kind of sad, really. Yeah, yeah um, it's actually quite depressing. <laughs> it's really <laughs> depressing, uh, especially because like it's not true, and you know, when John's no longer with us, lovely John Mahoney. So I'm like, stop talking about John like he's he's getting old because he lives on forever for us. He just, um, I think John Mahoney's like Martin seems so passive in this episode like he does. You, you, would, you would think him and woody would get on quite well well that's um, that's annoying isn't it yeah they yeah. should but instead he just sort of sits there and he, he's almost just watching it with us throughout this episode to be honest he's not really engaging in it all mm. it's yeah a bit of a strange one your toasty bags look great right i've just seen them it's I'm exciting gonna, isn't it i might order some of those um yeah completely agree um and then when he's in the he's chatting to martin in the kitchen he uses a number of references to kind of literature and things about like how it's kind of ill-fated to get back together with old friends. And he says you can never go home again, um, which is interesting because we have You Can Go Home Again as an episode title. Um, we have the book by Thomas Wolfe that both of them are riffing on, which is You, you Can't Go Home Again. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's an it's a, it's a nice idea that you can't go home again. I can't philosophically, I'm drawn a lot to ideas of home and returning and memory and nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, um, it, it, I say it's very sort of Tom Wolf. It's very, I don't know, very sort of brooding as you walk down a, an autumn lane with leaves around you, thinking about your life and where you've gone. Like that sort of it evokes that sort of a a, a conscious thought for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, I miss that. I miss that little insight there. Um, triple espresso to go from Niles, which I believe our, our beloved Steve has, even though he's not hosting, he has still watched the episode to give us a coffee count because he's unfailing in his loyalty to the pod, of course. Uh, and he says it's just a single coffee. Um, don't know what that brings us to. I think we're on like, I think we're over 200 now. Steve will hear this and he'll correct me, but. It's a very basic coffee for Niles, isn't it? Yeah, but triple espresso, mate. That's gonna you. blow. That's gonna blow your cojones off. <laughs> have you ever had an espresso? I have, yeah. Um, have you ever had a double? No. Have you ever had but, a triple? <laughs> I, I had an espresso once, and I was at a meeting at like other four o'clock, and so I went, "Oh, do you want do you want an espresso?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" I was being polite. Um, and then all that night, I was up having like heart palpitations and. I thought I was having like a, a midlife crisis. I was like, what's, what's going on? Why, why can't I sleep? What's, am I, 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 why do even, I want to buy a sports car? Yeah. And then it was only like an hour of being in bed later, pondering my life existence. Mm. Um, so I went, oh, maybe it's the espresso. Maybe that's what's caused this. Maybe that's what the bloody thing is. Um, um, yeah. yeah. There, I had once, I've definitely mentioned this before, this filter coffee from Starbucks at university once, and it was cheaper, the filter coffee. And I just felt like I'd done five lines of of hard narcotics um <laughs> yeah. and not that i've ever done that um but i was just losing my mind i was just sitting in a chair like my hand shaking my leg jigging it was it was intense um i i think i've reached a stage in my life as someone who's never done drugs that if i did like hard narcotics and i was like absolutely pumped up i'd just be using that to be practical i'd be like oh let's do the garden Let's yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go mow the garden <laughs> high off our tees on 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 the Colombian white. <laughs> um, oh, that is a neighbour like taking a video of you and that going viral, isn't it? Oh yeah. You'll be doing it. You'll be doing it in the lines and he's, he's Now mowing the garden. <laughs> And now there's lines on the grass. <laughs> um, Roz leaves Frasier with a kind of a, a faux emergency. So we have the delightful delivery of looks like it's just us boys from Gil. Yes. Um, it's Lads Gil, Gil, no, uh, Noel and Frage off to karaoke. Um, when was the last time you, oh kid, that's short for karaoke for those in the biz. Uh, last time I karaoke. No, last time you, oh kid. Oh, oh kid. Last time you, oh, <laughs> that's, that's not like, oh kid, man. Um, was not last Christmas, Christmas before. Tell me what your go-to jazz standard is for a, a, an oh kid. So um, I did Piano Man. Oh, that's such a key song at a karaoke. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love um, that. Because well, I, I, I would be tempted to do She's Always a Woman to Me. That is nice. I like that. Yeah. Also by BJ. Billy Joel. <laughs> BJ. Um, Billy Joel. Um, yeah. I also remember being sufficiently drunk that at like two in the morning, I was singing um, Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. What a tune. Which man. is an absolute what, banger, right? What a tune. <laughs> um, I karaoke'd last, not October just, but October before that. Uh, and I gave what was, what was described, I okayed, sorry. I gave what was only described as a shattering performance of Bruno Mars when I was your man. Um, not a dry eye in the house or in the private booth, which we booked out. Oh, um, God. I duo, I duetted with a good friend on Robbie Williams's Angels, and nice. I was hitting the highs, he was hitting the lows, um, and we came together in the middle in this kind of this gorgeous fission of music. Um, it was really something, really something. I'll never um, forget when Bjorn Engels signed for the Villa, and you're getting ridiculously excited about being able to sing "I'm Loving Engels" instead. Yeah, do you remember my tweet thread? Yes, 
Did it not go viral? Semi-viral. I mean, it got probably like 900 likes or something. That's that's not viral. That's 894 more than I've ever gotten. So well done. My most ever liked tweet, actually, which got into the thousands, was um, it was that picture of Kia Starmer going like, looking really exasperated. And it was uh, the Corinthians when they see St. Paul's name on yet another missive. (laughs) But then I found out he actually only wrote them four letters. (laughs) Um, But we just keep getting... They were massive. They were massive letters. Um, so yeah, yeah. And tell you gentle what, Christian humor. They weren't double spaced either. Those bad boys just—they were long. Oh, they were long scrolls. Um, brilliant delivery now from Niles when uh him and Daphne and Martin have some wine. She's like, oh, you know, men, typical men, do anything they can to get us vulnerable. Let's just kill off the bottle, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Such a brilliant. And when I say kill off the bottle, have you seen? Do you see the measure he pours her? Yeah, he, he pours her a full glass. It's like a full glass of wine. Um, I need to just go crazy about this wine right now. Okay, I'm not being sponsored, but if Aldi are listening, please sponsor me. Um. They do a, 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 I don't want to say Rioja with a K sound because that's a horrible English butchering. There is no K sound. It's like a Rioja. Um, Rioja. Rioja. It is orange labeled. It has this gold netting around it. So, you know, like it's really premium. You chop the net enough to get to the goods. It's corked. No screw top wine in my house. Um, but it's £6.50. So it's not that premium, <laughs> then, mate, is it? No, no, it's but that's what that's what I'm telling you. It's £6.50. It's an affordable price. And it is absolutely the nicest red wine I have had in years. Um, I did buy a lovely Tempranillo from Morrison's um, the other day. That was £8. And when wow. you get into the £8 territory, I think that's a sweet spot for a good red. Um, okay. You know, you, from your supermarket reds. You know, I'm not Mr. Lathwaite's, but... Um, and yeah... You just gotta, you've got to get on this. It's Are you one un- of those people who buys wine in a carton? Absolutely not. Never. I buy it in a bottle. I buy it if it's, it has to have a cork. Um, and I don't really know much about the grape variety, but I'm trying to learn. You um, let it breathe. Are you like, oh no, we've opened it. But we've now got to leave it 45 minutes. And I, I let the, I left the glasses for half an hour last night to breathe. Poor Shah. I'm telling you, she actually she actually had such bad stomach cramp that she just fell asleep upstairs and she didn't drink any of her wine. So <laughs> I had to have two glasses. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was just double parked all evening. Um, but yeah, don't worry, I've got your sweetheart. I'll drink yours. <laughs> <laughs> so please, please, if you're British, get to Aldi. If you like a red, which I love, get on it. I'll be having a glass tonight. I'll put something on the socials. Um, it will mean nothing because you won't have heard this episode yet. Uh, <laughs> it'll just be a picture of my wine. Uh, but yeah, do it. Okay, do it. Um, we hear that Gil was singing I Feel Pretty, um, which also, I think, Chandler's Chandler's dad oh, sings. Oh, dad. Yeah, it's dad. It's, well, it's, it's his dad played by... Um, what's her name? Uh, Chan- oh, Chandler's dad, actor... It is Kathleen Turner, um, who obviously they they do in the show to kind of be masculine, which is really weird because she had kind of a reputation as like a sex symbol in the eighties. But in Friends, it's like, oh, what a, it's funny she she's masculine because um, she's got such a deep husky voice. But she sings "I Feel Pretty." See, I, I mean that that's "I Feel Pretty," and in terms of "Hey Big Spender." Um... All I ever hear when I hear that song is Homer saying, dig this blender. Wow. From The Simpsons. Hey, what Big episode Spender. is that? It's the one where uh, George Bush moves in over the road. Two bad neighbours, I think. Oh, my God. And he's, he's dancing on the table going, hey, Big Spender, dig this blender. <laughs> Spend some dough Unbelievable. Three. It's, it's absolutely banging tune, right? And it works on so many levels. I was talking about you to colleagues yesterday. They're asking out the podcast, and I was telling them about it. Um, and they were like, "What's next afterwards?" I was like, "Well, me and me and Key, who I started the podcast with, we'd always said The Simpsons." And there was a few of the Simpsons fans there, and they're like, "Oh yeah," but there was like, "There's so many Simpsons podcasts that we just, you know." And and obviously, we're both so busy, and we're, this is four years away. 
Yeah. Our lives could fundamentally be very different in four years. I'll tell um, you what, though, mate. When we retire, we're going to be banging out a podcast episode a day. Oh, my God. It's our 70s gonna be, are going to be our peak years. It's going to be endless, endless <laughs> stuff. Um, And, yeah, and I'm sure you know, Steve is so well-versed in sitcoms that he he could do a podcast on, on anything. So I'm sure... You know he will be involved in some capacity if he wants to do a an American sitcom, which he's particularly well versed in. So the the future's bright. The future's really bright, bright for we're listening. Yeah. Um. Where am I? Am I notes? Daphne singing. Forgot all about this happening in the episode. She's just clearly peed. You know, off her head yeah. on the wine. Um. Quite fully delivery actually, but also a bit annoying. Again, this is just a nothing scene to me. Completely is, a nothing is. scene, and I felt nothing. <laughs> Yeah, Niles then wanting to take her to bed because right? she's a bit wonky. Oh God, Niles, come right. on! We're, sure. we're venturing into dark territory. <laughs> we here. are. We really are. Um, um, yeah. Even then, sorry, carry on. Even during that scene, again, Martin is a bit of a passenger. We're watching Ruby, Niles, and Daphne, and Martin just happens to be there. It's really strange to see a scene with John Mahoney where John Mahoney is not just dominating the scene, but he, he's very passive in this episode. He's very passive. It's really annoying. Um, very underused. Uh, Gil, Gil was last time I heard that song. Gil was belting it out while sitting on the lap of a Japanese businessman. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Belting it out is such a funny verb. I love to say things like that. I love to say belting it out. Like one of my students yesterday was singing Alicia Keys. Uh, you know, this girl is on fire. And like I was coming into my classroom, she was already in there. As for a few others, she just was singing it really loud. And I was like, I was like, I just said to this student, like, I don't need to hear you belting out Alicia Keys, um, period, you know, eight on a Friday. Uh, and there was a little bit of laughter. And then she just sat down and was like, okay, I won't. Um, and so, you know. Was but she at yeah. least impressed that you knew it was Alicia Keys? I think deep down she was, but she'd yeah. never give that away. <laughs> there, was, never give that away. there was a fleeting admiration there. Hidden Fleet, disguise, yeah. right? In the way that, you know, young teenagers feel towards figures of authority which is which is to say very little uh, <laughs> admiration um sorry what were you, were you saying something i interrupted you um i don't think so i think i said i think i said about martin being like passive yes yes I'd... um fraser and niles go to the restaurant now and woody has done the old you know reverse card yes. on fraser and it's actually he's pretty sick of fraser um it's yeah. strange though that he then he didn't take the opportunity like the day or so before when Fraser was obviously giving him hints about you know the, the hug that seems to go on for about two minutes. Hmm. Um, that Woody, if he doesn't like it, that that was his opportunity to say, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna head on out." You know, it's a bit of a strange one that Fraser opens the door for him and he just doesn't walk through it. Whereas at least for Fraser, there is no door for him in this episode. There is no opportunity for him naturally to say. Oh, if you've got something else, go do that. Or you know what I mean? It, mm. Woody doesn't give a hint that he's not interested, whereas Fraser gives that hint. But yeah, that's completely true. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think at this stage, the viewers feel the same way both Woody and Fraser feel, which is like, lads, just go your separate ways and meet up in ten years. Yeah, no hablo inglés. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just just go your separate ways. Um, is is Woody too dumb in this episode? Do you think a bit? Yeah. Yeah. To the point where it grates a little bit. It does grate. I mean, like every every line is a yeah. misunderstanding of something, yeah. and it's just like that's fine. But how can they meaningfully have any kind of connection? Um, and I guess the episode is well, they don't. But then that's quite bleak and sad for Fraser, yeah. so they need to change that. But yeah, I do, I do get a bit tired of every line being a misunderstanding or miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. and it loses its impact and its humor because it's mm. just like, oh same sort of gone back to that well you know yeah yeah um absolutely they share a final drink together this is nice you know there's mm. no stupid jokes being played here woody's the one that says cheers because he knows that that's a, a an interesting thing to say there and i think great finally giving him a bit of credit here that he's not a complete buffoon um and yeah quite nice and just reflecting on the fact how many scenes we see in frasier of people at a bar sharing a moment um like i i think of um Fraser and Martin when he's just broken up with Sherry. Um I think of Daphne and Niles um when they've done the blind dates on on mixed doubles. Um I mean one not at a bar, but one that always really stands out to me and very poignant is when they're singing Danny Boy together and they're having a, oh, a Valentine's yeah. just before 
it's all about to be torn down and it's yeah, absolutely again sharing a drink yeah um spoilers for the uh new series so spoiler 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 for the next 20 seconds but in the last episode i think roz and and Frey should have a drink at a bar um because i know that she's in it um so that's nice you know but yeah top 10 okay no no <laughs> it's better to say it's, it's not in the reckoning who have you gone for actor though I mean, it's it's a tough one, really. I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it to to Noel. Can give it to uh, Noel. I'm going to give it to Noel because I love that he doesn't do that. This is the perfect amount of Noel in an episode. It's not enough to be grating. But mm. actually, you know, we've been relatively critical of this episode. I think we've picked out you know three or four or five really good lines, and at least three of them have been. I think have been Noel's. You know, the the things are just stunning. Stunning. Fantastic line. Um, you know, I think, yeah, for, for me, it is a very, it, there's not much to go on. Like, Niles doesn't do very much at all. Daphne's a little bit, her character's a little bit annoying in this. Martin is really passive. The whole Woody Frazier dynamic, it just doesn't really do anything for me. So mm. for me, it was between Noel and Gil, and I'm going to give it to Noel. Excellent stuff. I think that's a great pick. I, I've gone with Frage, um, to no one's surprise, because I feel like I do this every single week. It's becoming a bit of a running joke, a bit like Kennedy Burling. Um, but he is the one who's keeping this whole shebang together. Um, you know, and it's yeah, I just I just like his his kind of desperation when he's left by Ralls and he's gotta go to karaoke with the boys. Um and just in general, yeah. Just I just I just love I love the Frage Meister, always will. I'm never gonna apologize for that. Um Kennedy Burling, I'm on the ground key. What is his go-to karaoke song? Because I know he's known on the Oki circuit as a bit of a crooner. A bit um, of a crooner. Bit of a crooner. I feel Kennedy, he's like he's very on the nose. He's singing That's Life. Oh, yeah. Or, or he's singing My Way. Oh, My Way. Yeah. 100%. 100%, 100% My Way. I mean, way. usually he does both because people want an encore, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. he, he's got a few up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, Always because... leaves on wanting more always right thank you very much all that remains to play who's crazy anyway the game where i ask you a single word that is used in the show episode rather only once that episode and you've got to tell me who said it the word this week kieran is canteen 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 actually sorry i think it's cantina um cantina yeah, but yeah, I heard Canteen, but KACL's got it down as Cantina. Cantina. I will defer um, to their judgment. Niles? It's Frasier. Oh, I was going to say Frasier. It's I when can't... Frasier says, Niles, I'll tell you what, to celebrate my newfound freedom, why don't we go to that little Cantina I mentioned to you earlier. I'll buy you a late supper. We'll have a margarita. I love the idea of them just going out for dinner late and having a drink at a bar it's just oh to live that life that cosmopolitan life um so very jealous uh shall we key head over to listener mail yeah let's do it mate Raz, who's our next caller okay but listen mail this week uh we are going to the phones by which i mean facebook and instagram to read out your responses um quite a lot of responses on facebook in particular uh and they're all relatively sizable paragraphs so i am just gonna be picking and choosing uh which i hope is all well with listeners but please go and check out what everyone said over on the thread that we do for each episode if you want to see what others are thinking uh edwina hayes opens by saying i absolutely love fraser's retelling of the karaoke night back at 1901 and about Gil singing I Feel Pretty with Noel translating in Klingon. Uh, Poor Frasier, he really goes through it in this episode, but the ending is really lovely when he is sat at the bar with Woody and also quite a relief after all the angst. I quite agree, Edwina, I really do. Uh, Really looking forward to hearing the podcast, guys. Um, Over on Instagram, we've got a Sonon Matt says, uh, First thought is cringe. Feels like a fan service episode that no one asked for. Mm. Um, And Nicolo Kenka says, I feel like this episode gets a bad rep, but it's actually pretty funny. As a big fan of Cheers, I love the reunion apps. So oh. it's um, two very contrasting comments. There. Margaret Robordo underneath, please correct that pronunciation if it's wrong, says, uh, I love the Cheers episodes. Deny their existence, deny the very foundation that Fraser is built upon. So again, someone who really feels like we need them, uh, which I completely understand as someone who doesn't exactly love them. Uh she goes on to say, Cheers friends should be visiting as they are in the same state, not entirely 
certain what you mean there, Mark. Obviously, they're they're kind of opposite coast states. Unless you mean when they're in the same state, yeah. they should be visiting. Um, in, but in which case, I I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Uh yeah. Over to you, Kate. Yeah. Next, we've got uh, Sean on the dance floor, who says uh, one of my least favorite. Uh, well, one of my least favorites. The Cheers callback episodes fall short for me. Not have us in guys. Mm. Uh, and Jaime Hedenson says, uh, can you make that half reps, guardians, half pepperoni? Excellent, excellent. Uh, Sonny Williams says, Woody Hauser can do no wrong to me, so I'm always down to watch this one. Woody expertly filled Coach's shoes on Cheers, which was no short order. Yeah, Coach was brilliant, um, so it was it was hard to, to fill his shoes, but he did do it. Uh, <laughs> our young bartender from Indiana was responsible for delivering some of the funniest jokes of the series. His relationship arch with Kelly was insanely sweet, and the way his storyline ended was very fitting. A true gem. No, this was not the greatest Frasierette, because we find ourselves shouting to the screen about how easy Easily the frustrations could have been avoided, but alas, then there would be no episode. Regardless, Woody shows up and does his job as usual. Uh, and we'd all be remiss not to mention Daphne's legendary display of vocals in this episode. One of her cutest moments. Five stars. Uh, next, we've got uh, Ismis Darak, who says, I dread these episodes when uh, I, I dread when these episodes rear their hideous visage. Um, I find them so alienating. Oh, man. Uh, Re- really polarizing, aren't they? Chonty L says, uh, I love Woody on Cheers, but this episode they could have done without. Just be honest with each other. Which I I second that, I think. Yeah, I think we do. Lisa Week says, the Cheers episodes are my least favourite. Frasier, to me, is so different than he was when he was on Cheers that the relationship almost feels forced. The one with Diane is the only one that I feel somewhat of a nostalgic connection to. Uh, I usually skip them. But of course, I still listen to the podcast as you guys always share a side or detail I hadn't considered. I love listening. Can't wait to see what I learned from this one. Thanks again. I always enjoy listening. Well, I hope you did learn something because I don't feel like I've been particularly intelligent uh, in this episode. We've talked about toasties. Um, uh, the toasty bags are, I think, quite We have gone through a run through of a recipe there. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then someone, someone put, I'd rather watch Cheers characters in Frasier than watch them in Cheers. That was Rebecca Campbell. Um, yeah, and a couple of other people have said try as they might, they just can't get into Cheers. Yeah, I've watched I, half of the show. I I'm like don't that. think I'm in it. I've I've seen the first season and it it's become a bit of a chore. I yes. Just doesn't it does I don't know, maybe I just don't think it's aged in the same way Fraser has. I think Fraser has aged very well. Cheers, I think. I just don't like the characters as much. Like I love the setting. I love the I love I love Sam. Um I love Fraser and Lilith. I like Diane. Um, I don't find Norman Cliff very funny, um, yeah. especially Cliff. Cliff really gets on my nerves. And I know that's his character because he's a know-it-all. And also, is it Carla? Um, yeah. I just find, I just, I, yeah, I just think of her as just shouting all the time. Like the, the episodes, yeah. you can't like put it on as a chill thing in the evening because it's just so loud. Yeah. Um, I sound like an old man. <laughs> you are an old man. I know. I know. Um, next, got uh, Chris Jono eighty four who says uh, not have loading guys. Hey, um, and Ashley two says I have a question instead. How would you make a ferret angry? Ooh, any thoughts That's, on that one? It sounds like a joke. Uh, <laughs> how would you make a ferret angry? Pull its tail? I don't know. I mean, that will that will irritate. I imagine. not that we not that we advocate for animal cruelty at all. Um, I've seen people walking ferrets on like high streets near me. Really? In Kozel? No. Yeah, I saw someone walking a ferret once. That's a that's a weird move. That's it's a, it's a, it could be the move. <laughs> it could be I, the I, move. Give it a few years. Everyone will be walking <laughs> their ferrets. It could, it could be the move. Um, great Instagram account that I follow called Could Be the Move CBTM, and it's just like you know I don't know carrying a, a paperback in your back pocket of your jeans could be the move um just like stupid little things i saw one the other day was putting a pringles can in the drinks holder of your bicycle could be the move um cory brin our boy says i'd rather i'd rather we only wait five minutes and five years to see each other again boys uh which has even more poignancy considering that it's you on the, on the hosting duty today okay what can i say but my wife, who's way more in tune with Cheers than I am, says the relationship dynamic between Fraser and Woody is perfect if you trace it back through to Cheers. Personally, this is my least favourite of the Cheers Eps, not because of Woody, but it just feels like the slog that Fraser is experiencing. So maybe in that odd way, it's brilliant. But I always have a hard time remembering funny bits or quotes from this episode. And I'm just going to double check over on the trivia chat that I haven't missed his fun bits. Um, I don't think that I have. 
Uh, I think that was his two cents. Uh, have you got any more over on the gram? No, I think that's it from from me. In which case, I'll speak a I'll, I'll say a few more. Uh, Tim Wilshire says, "Go, God bless the infection that infected that poor kid's ear." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, Courtney Coombs says, "As someone who didn't watch Cheers and really doesn't have much of an interest in going back and doing so, I don't love the episodes with characters from Cheers. I appreciate this is the show where Fraser Crane came from, but I'm not interested enough in the other characters of that show to watch it. I feel like these episodes were kind of forced, like shoved in for the Cheers fans, which is absolutely fine. Uh, when it comes to spin-offs, I can definitely see where fans get super." Super excited about crossovers or updates from original characters slash shows that are no longer on air. Yeah, I think this is probably would have had such a bigger impact had I watched Cheers growing yeah, up I and agree. then moved. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably think these were amazing. Yeah. Um, but the, the truth is, we sadly do not feel that by now. Um, nevertheless, so lovely to hear from you all. Uh, very polarizing episode, which makes some really interesting reading. Uh, next episode. It's only three Valentines. Valentine's Day. It's only three Valentines. Um, watch this space, listeners, for potentially. I'm making this up as I go along. I've got a little surprise, hopefully planned for three Valentines, and we'll see whether it can come to fruition. Um, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.